Namaste, Prakash here. I want to share a couple of very interesting stories. The first story is about a person who is always constantly floating around when he is meditating in the presence of his Guru. The Guru continues to note, but even while sitting in meditation or doing his work or whatever, his mind is continuously wandering, either thinking about the past or either hoping for the future or worrying for the future. The Guru keeps on telling him, but the disciple just doesn't seem to understand how to overcome this. So, one day the Guru goes to take bath in a river and tells the disciple, you also come along. And then both of them go there and then they go to a place which is almost uh, neck deep. And then suddenly the Guru is a very powerfully built person. He just puts the hand on the neck of the disciple and pushes him under the water to the extent that the disciple is not able to breathe. And as he is gasping for breath, to the extent that he almost thought he is going to choke to death, the Guru allows him to surface to the top of the place, the river, then asked him, what did you feel? Of course, the first reaction of the disciple was one of anger. He started shouting and getting angry, saying, how can you do this? You are about to kill me. He said, no, I haven't killed you. I have taught you a very valuable lesson. Anyway, you are alive now. Tell me, what were you thinking when you were really being pushed under the water and your mind was completely occupied with something? So the disciple thinks for a moment. He said, at that moment, that only thing that was running in my head is to get out and breathe so that I can leave. I can rather leave that situation and start living. The Guru asked him, did you think about the past? He said, uh, are you mad? How is it even possible? Were you worrying about the future or were you fantasizing or hoping for the future? He said, obviously not. The entire moment I spent under the water was only about getting out, surviving. He said, that is the secret. When you are focused on the goal that you wanted to have, if the goal is of the highest order, your mind doesn't wander. In this case, of course, your goal was one of survival. So your mind was continuously focused only on expanding on what you wanted to reach, which was at that moment you wanted to survive. So apparently the disciple had learnt a valuable lesson. The second story is of a child about seven, eight years old. He is in the school. And the teachers continuously tell the parents that he is always wandering in the mind. He is not even for one second in the classroom. And uh, the parents really don't know what to do. They are just praying. And one of the days when the kid is at home, he is playing in the garden. And as if to answer the prayers of the parents, an angel appears. Of course, the child is very excited. He doesn't know what uh, the angel stands for or who the angel is. So the angel comes to him and asks, uh, I would like to give you something. Would you like to play with it? child says, of course, yes. What is it? So the angel gives him two things. She gives him a stitching needle 
with an eye on it, with a hole, and then gives him a golden ball of thread. He says, I'm going to give you, along with this, a magical power. So the child is very excited. She asks, what is the magical power? said, uh, you have to start inserting these uh, thread into the eye of the needle. This represents your lifespan. The entire ball represents your lifespan. The more you push, the more you will go into the future. And then you will start living there. The child is extremely excited. It just takes the ball of uh, thread, golden thread, and starts pushing it through the needle. Uh, the eye of the needle. He pushes a little bit farther and then he goes two years into the future. He is now two years uh, older and he is able to meet uh, friends who are newer, whom he hasn't uh, met uh, before. And then he is quite excited and then pushes it a little bit further. He is now almost 18, just in college and all that. And then he meets this uh, beautiful uh, girl. He instantly likes her and then as the relationship develops, he pushes uh, the, uh, the thread further. And as it goes, now he finds that he is almost like 30, 32. By this time, unfortunately, in the life he has lost his father. His mother is still there. But he, he is yet to, of course, the girlfriend is still there with him and uh, they are not yet married. So, he is excited a little bit more and then pushes a little bit farther. Now he is 40. He finds that he is happily married with the girl that he had fallen in love in college. But his mother has also passed away. He has lovely two children. And he has grown to be a fully grown male, working and enjoying the life and things like that. So he pushes a bit further. He is now 60. And he finds that his lovely wife is a little bit uh, sick and his children are married and settled away and gone. And uh, he pushes a little bit much, much farther and then he lands up now where he is 90 years old. In this dream, he finds that he has already lost his uh, beautiful wife, his loving wife. He has become very, very old, weak, a little bit uh, senile. And all his grandchildren, great-grandchildren, all of them have moved away elsewhere and he is alone in a house, pathetic, no one to attend, little bit unhealthy. And then he suddenly is tapped on the shoulder. And he looks around to find that the angel is standing there. He is just wondering what is this angel doing there. And as he is wondering, he just opens his eyes and finds himself as a kid back when the whole thing started in the garden. So the angel smiles at him. He says, uh, which one of this do you want to live? So the child thinks and then he says, I don't want to rush so fast into the future. There is so much fun I am having, so much that is happening in the moment, at this moment, that I don't want to worry or think about the future. Because now I know what the future is. It all finally goes on and then ends up at the time of uh, old age and then death. I would rather expand on what I am living on and then continue, continue to enjoy the present. The secret in both these stories is that we really know one common thread between the two stories. Whatever happens to us happens in this moment. 
there is one scientific study which says a moment is even one hundredth of a second or something like that. The moment your mind is wandering either into the past which you cannot change, into the future which you can change but by being in the moment, by sowing the seed, by living it rightly. And for that, let me ask you a question. When you are wandering in your mind either in the past or in the future, just ask this question which will help you to resolve one of the major challenges all of us face. What is your current problem? Why are you wandering? Why is your mind going around? When I ask this question to several people whom I meet, what is your current problem? At this moment, they say that, you know, tomorrow I don't know what will happen. I ask them, tomorrow is not at this moment. Please tell me what is your problem now. They say that in one hour I have to go. No, no, one hour is still ahead. Tell me what is your problem now. When I keep asking this question, what is your problem? And finally, when they really ask, maximum the problem that a man faces at that moment or when that question is asked a man or a woman is I am hungry, I am thirsty, I have a headache, I am able to breathe, I am not able to breathe, I am happy, I am not happy. At that moment the choices that a man has maximum is about five or six because whatever is happening as a construct in your head is either reliving the past or worrying or hoping for a future. In that process, what we are all losing is our ability to change the future by sowing the right seeds in this moment. And the only way in which you can be focused in the moment is when your mind is still. If your mind is not still, it wanders in the past or it keeps on moving into the future. And then you lose that golden moment which is essential where the entire future is built. That's why they say, you know, the, the future is dead and the, the future is a mystery, the past is gone. It's only the present which is the biggest gift where we can make all the changes. And to a great extent, mental stillness can be achieved through the process of meditation. Because exactly what happens is the entire focus of your thinking is brought to the moment by holding your thought to one single thought that you want to place it on, whether it is divinity in the heart or a problem that you want to solve. Meditation helps you to sharpen your focus and make your mind still. And when your mind is still, it learns over a period of time to stand still in the sands of time. And it doesn't have to worry about traveling, time traveling either into the past or into the future. By consistently practicing, by a sheer act of just closing your eyes and then resting your thought on the moment. Okay, this is my problem. What do I do now? This was my past. How do I undo it now? This is the future I want to create. What is the action I can take now? The thinking can travel anywhere, but the execution is always in the moment. And hence, when the thinking and execution is in the moment, it helps you to create a glorious future. Something that is worth thinking about. Thank you.